Hello and welcome to the Every Woman podcast. I'm Anna, editor of Every Woman, and every month we'll be bringing you the stories, insights and opinions of inspiring people in business on a wide range of topics, asking the questions you want the answers to and doubtless prompting some more in the process. Gender parity is a journey that requires both men and women to step up personally and professionally and remake the world. But do the messages that we give our children reflect that goal of progress and empower them or confirm long-standing deep bias and limitation that slows the pace of positive change? And is there enough work being done to change the male social narrative as well as the female? Today we're talking to acclaimed biodynamic psychologist Fiona Arrigo, creator of A Place to Heal and clinical counsellor Daryl Puccini and we're talking to them about how we move towards this healthy masculine and the powerful role it can play in culture and business for the next generation. Welcome Fiona and welcome Daryl. Thank, Thank you. you. So, the healthy masculine. Where are we now with masculinity in Western society? Is it in crisis? Is it in transition? Or both? And why? Well, I'd say it's in both. And it's such a, a broad term, Western society. Uh, I think there are pockets of places where the freedom around masculinity and for it to be healthier, or there's more leeway in some places. And other places are still more conservative and, and more restrictive around what's acceptable around expressing and, and living masculinity. So this is going to be an ongoing conversation for well past my lifetime, I'm sure. Fiona, you've created A Place to Heal, which is a space where Daryl uh, will be working with men on healthy masculinity uh, in circles and one-to-ones and, and workshops. Why was it important to create a space for this work and why now particularly? I think that we're in such a strong time of change and adaption and that there's so much that's hitting us right now and we're all trying to find a place of balance and also the need to connect, the need to exchange views, the need to find safety, but really intelligent forms of discussion and indeed leadership. Is it the case that men don't have those kind of dedicated spaces so much as, you know, as women do? And is that partly why you need to create this as a space? I think most definitely. I think here in London, particularly, there aren't a lot of places for men to go. Um, when I began working over 35 years ago, it was basically women-led. And certainly in the last 10 years and escalating in the last five years, there's been more and more demand for, or for our treatments, for the work that we do in Somerset and now London for men's work. And hence me joining up with Daryl and inviting him to come and work here with us. So we're here at, at Place to Heal and we've just had a group discussion about masculinity. Mm. Um, just to recap for obviously everyone that wasn't lucky enough to be here this morning, can you give me a little bit of an outline about toxic masculinity and then the move towards healthy masculinity? What is toxic masculinity and where does it come from? Sure. I think I'm not crazy about the term toxic masculinity. Uh, I, I view everything uh, on a continuum. I think there's healthy masculinity and unhealthy aspects of masculinity when it's acted out in certain ways. And the, the difficulties with the definition of masculinity is it's, it's based basically on uh, almost anti, the anti-feminine. So little boys are taught and given messages about 
being masculine or a little boy and little girls. So it's when the those societal and cultural messages separating genders. Now, there is differences and there are different aspects, whether it's gender-wise or culturally-wise, but there's far more similarities in who we are and how we live in the world and what each gender wants. So unhealthy masculine would be any type of masculinity that is... Uh, domineering or violating somebody else's boundary and not just the females in our lives but other males in our lives at the cost of the other there's we need leadership we need healthy masculinity we need healthy leadership but that that healthy leadership whether it's from a man or a woman uh, it's all about how it's done in, in respect for the other so the respect for the other and not crossing boundaries or violating boundaries right so it's that notion of unhealthy is more about the, the violence, uh, real or perceived, or the threat and domination. You talked this morning about relationship mm-hmm. as being one of the keys uh, to healthy masculinity. Mm-hmm. I mean, by definition, then, is the way that masculinity has been constructed in, in Western society um, uh, indicative of the fact that, you know, there hasn't been a great primacy placed on relationship and on expression of emotion? And what effect does that have in the way that that plays out in society and in particular how men and women mm. uh, define their roles in society. I think one of the, the most damaging aspects of unexamined masculinity is the, the avoidance of feelings and vulnerability. And without a sense of your own awareness or your own feelings or, or uh, denying your own feelings and avoiding vulnerability and the feelings and the emotions that go with it, it leaves it leaves a lot of men in in a, a isolated place, even amongst other men and women or within their relationships. I see a lot of that within couples' relationships or family relationships, where the the men are. It's the implication is that they're not to be emotional. Mm-hmm. That the emotions that are basically managed through the the women in the groups. I mean, I think this is really relevant in terms of this, the speed of change that's happening and all the roles being swapped and this kind of losing of who are we really and what do we stand for? And, and in one way, we're evolving and we're coming into all sorts of new territory and we're widening and we're getting different experiences, but we're also trying to integrate this new human being really into the structure, which I think is really poignant and the old ways, be it patriarchal, um, have been labeled with being controlling and divisive and not allowing free speech, um, equality and all the aspects that are very current of today. But as this, this gender balance is changing, particularly in the workplace, and if a man hasn't been educated to connect and, uh, you know, that's a big subject, and I don't want to over-feminize that, but if, if we're not allowed to feel, then how do we evolve and integrate with the changing face of woman? I mean, this is very, very strong. And how are men coping with, you know, I opened the door here, and, and 
the more men that come in very successful, strong um, uh, men will come in and often the first place will be to break and cry because there's a conversation, there's nowhere for me to go. How 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 am I as a divorced uh, father? How am I as a parent? How am I living with a woman who is highly successful and is often uh, exercising more alpha feminine qualities and and where do I fit and with all the information that's around you know around over sexualizing um, what is politically correct in this you know women are often in a place of power are, are often if we're talking about business are often making huge amounts of money we're moving away in that sector and I know that that's a very specialized individualized sector where women inverted commas don't need men anymore actually it's a big question women can can become pregnant without a partner women can bring children up on her own women can run a family income you know and and so with this explosion and rightful rebalancing there's these very prominent questions of where are men you know we can't just live in a in a feminine world we can't just live in a masculine world and as we evolve we come into this 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 aspect of learning to balance of learning to unify you know you hear psychologists psychotherapists mystics talking about the inner masculine the inner feminine but it's you know that the right side of the brain the left side of the brain the nervous system you know everything in in nature in a way is asking us to balance and we're at the frontier of explosion of so much happening so much change happening and and also the tenderness and the vulnerability within the change of who are we and what do we stand for and are we equipped i mean that's a whole global question that's a political question a religious question a householding question you know who are we we're in a world that's frazzled and fear-based and all these kind of co contribute to in in Daryl's speciality, what is the healthy masculine, and why I wanted to bring that into a place to heal is because, like I would also say, what is a healthy parent? What is a a healthy human being? What is a healthy, healthy, healthy? Because we don't know, and we're also uh, so overexposed. And a place to heal is a, is a place to come in and ask questions. It's not necessarily that we have the answers. We're not putting that forward. But it's a place that we can deal with um, questions that we have socially about trying to find our place in a very complex world. So I think for from my perspective is that the unhealthy is really obvious. You know, it's 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 pieces that need to be changed. But then the question becomes: So what? Where do we go? As a man, as a, as a person, where do I go? And and so the, the notions I've been working with around is the goal for the individual man to become more able to fully express their emotions, to be aware of them. So every session, every group, every conversation I start with is, how are you feeling? What's your feel? What are you feeling right now? And lots of times, a lot of men don't know what the feeling is they're feeling right now. And so some of that basic education around emotional intelligence and tapping into what's happening in the body. Well, how do you know you're frustrated? What's that feel like? Where do you feel it in your body? So some of the real basic stuff that, that shows up, and it shows up in their, their body, it shows up in their relationships, it shows up in their business. It shows up in their relationship partners, and, and, and if they have a role as a father or as a parent, it shows up there as well. 
the the notion the the healthy masculinity is about being able to express what they're feeling what they're experiencing but also be empathic and aware as to what the others in their lives are feeling and be more aware of that and make that more useful uh, one of the questions I often ask men in particular or or couples is who are their who are their mentors who are their models in life for healthy relationships and lots of people don't have people really close to them they may say, well, my mom was good at this, or my dad was good at this, but I don't want to do this that they did, or, or I have an aunt or a grandmother or somebody in their lives or their experience as to who's a healthy mentor or model around them. And whether that's in their personal relationships or in their business relationships. I get a lot of women clients who, who you know, have looked for and found healthy models and mentors that they want to emulate and, and put out in the world, in their business world. But when I ask them about the relationship world, there's a lot of confusion. So much to unpack there. I mean, <laughs> this <laughs> so could much. go on. Yeah. Um, I mean, so when they when when they come here, when men come in here, mm. are they effectively looking to access some kind of emotional intelligence that's been denied to them by societal or family expectations? Yeah. Is that where they're going with that? I think that 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 often as as anyone does, male or female, is that people come into some place like a place to heal or into into therapy or into groups when they're in pain and they, they need something to be different. And it's now so painful or so motivating in their life that they're willing to do something that's that's difficult and uncomfortable. And for a lot of men, uh, it's more uncomfortable to access these resources than it is for a lot of women because of the, the gender norms as to what's permissible. So being vulnerable is, you know, it's it's one of the unhealthy, don't be vulnerable is one of the unhealthy rules of masculinity in the extreme. So to come here, to come to a place like this is a big step. And what they get here is the opportunity or, or is to open up and, and learn about what's going on and start to become more aware and make different choices. How to be different, and sometimes they don't even know yeah. how to be the practical. Practical. How do how do I respond? I think that that's relevant. I, I would like to stress, um, of course, you know, transition um, can uh, and growth can stem from pain, but I think there's also a whole lot of 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 people and men in this case, as we're talking about, is that actually want to be the best version of themselves. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and to find their way in this new emotional language, um, that is developing and that has been asked for. And in bigger pictures, we are being asked to find ways to live together, you know, to live together on our earth, to become custodians, to take care, to be better parents, better educators, better business people, better leaders, you know, so that this quality as well as how, how can I, um, grow and understand which of course a lot of this is about emotional intelligence because without um un- without breaking open in those areas it's hard to bring more of yourself and the turn up which is often what women are hungry for and asking for is that their men turn up the question is men don't know so well how to pe- turn up anymore because there's a new version of man. And with the old one, which we talked about earlier, of the more controlling, divisive, patriarchal, you know, hunt, shoot, kill model that has survived for 
thousands of years, now comes this new version. And how does the man hold his masculinity? You know, women don't want their, their men to be their best girlfriends, even though we can easily turn men into our best girlfriends and crucify them when they're not. And also we, we don't want them to be our therapists, but we do want them to be our therapists or we want them to be tigers in the bedroom, but you know, it's like, it's the, do the washing up. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and so with all that, you know, this is huge emotional and social change. I mean, just when you say that, you know, just a man doing the washing up, or we were talking earlier about, you know, a guy pushing a push cheddar, but actually down the street, what that's doing is it's, it's deeply altering the, uh, neurological aspects of the brain and the nervous system. We are becoming something else. A lot by exposure and podcasts (laughs) and, you know, social media. We are becoming something else and we can't keep up with ourselves. So we have to ask serious questions to root back into ourselves, which is the healthy masculine and indeed the healthy feminine, is if we can't root back into ourselves and we're exposed to a massively changing world, where do we fit? What do we stand for? We don't have church anymore. We don't have communities in the same way. We don't have families in the same way. So it's all about in this time rooting deep and finding our own understandings that are strong and being able to share those in a very emotionally intelligent way, which is also, I don't know. I don't know how to do this, or I'm worried here, or I'm confused here, or kind of opening that those conversations because we are also brought up in society to be expected to know. And I think that's particularly leaning on the old fathers, grandfathers, fathers' shoulders. You know, we're expected to know. And it's not working anymore. This is the issue. I think it's such an interesting point, isn't it? Because it's Mm. it's about everyone having the conversation. I think women had to sort of separate themselves, certainly, you know, in the Mm. post-war, you know, to try and Mm -hmm. move forward. But now it's about coming together, isn't it? Totally. And the male uh, part of that is the part that now needs to be addressed and empathised with in in Mm -hmm. some ways. Absolutely. In uh, in order for everyone. And taken seriously. Taken seriously. That's why I don't like the term toxic masculinity as opposed to healthy and unhealthy masculinity. Is because something that's toxic, we want to get rid of. You know, we want to dispose of, we want to move on. And yet, I think healthy masculinity, the the more men and women understand what the notion of healthy masculinity is, how to do it, uh, what it's like to experience it, and how to get uh, that transmission into our relationships and into our children and into our communities, it just makes a better planet all the way around. It makes a better, and it always starts with the individual. That's all we have. An individual, a couple, a family, children, the community we live in, the family we live in, and on it goes and spreads outwards. But that's that old notion of, you know, be the change you want to see in the world. Got to start somewhere, haven't Got we? Got to start somewhere. Again, it's so big otherwise. <laughs> you, you talked earlier about the sort of transmission of, of expectations and assumptions mm-hmm, from generation to mm-hmm. generation, and you can't do really very much about 
what's been transmitted to you other than that's right deal with it and well, be aware of it but I you guess. need to be aware of it because yeah. the truth is most of us are not aware of what what's been unconsciously handed to us so it's not about blaming parents or grandparents or culture or anything else is this is what's happened before us here's how it's affecting me i'm you know here's my reaction in this moment in my relationship or in my friendship or with my children or with my coworker or whatever the case is and becoming just more aware of the response because without the awareness it's just a reaction so it's the unconscious bias that you've really got to and and in un both genders un unpack. you know That's and right. unpack it let's talk specifically about business mm -hmm. i mean in terms of a business context where do we see unhealthy masculinity turning up and 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 where you know can the work be done to improve that to to make it healthier to make it a better more productive environment well, that's an endless question. I mean, there's way smarter and more successful business experts than I am. But one of the things I do know is that unless men start to take, become more aware and more empathic uh, of their effect on others, then they, they don't get the closeness and the, the connection that they want. So connection in work is different than your more intimate connections in family and friends but the truth is we spend more hours in a day with our our most of us with our work connections than we do with our intimates and so that means they are intimate in in some way so it really is about trying to be able to understand what's going on and how I affect the others as a boss as a supervisor as a as a co-worker uh, I can't tell you how many times as a, a a life coach as a therapist how many times I've been brought in to deal with somebody uh, in position of power that is acting out their anger and or rage so most of the time we assume that's a male and lots of the time it is but some of the times it's women as well and it always shocks me at how unaware or unempathic they are in the beginning as to the effect that that, that you know throwing everything off a desk or yelling and screaming at someone and the effect that has on the other that they're really not tuned. Are they, they're in a place of reaction and in those moments they don't care. So that creates what we would call a toxic work environment. I think also just to add to that, that, um, you know, for men and for women, but in the workplace, because this is, as you said, where you're spending most of your time. So when you're doing inner work and inner questioning, what you're bringing to the table is integrity and authenticity and this much used word which is mindfulness to be aware of another to be aware as well mm. as what daryl has just said you know mm. how do we affect another and if we're kind or we're considerate or we give space or we're not dumping or we're not triggering or we're not coming in with a hang hangover and you know 55 cups of coffee we're being responsible for our own you know what we call today energy and that's both that's not just for men it's it's for, for both, then we come into a more harmonious, settled, we're no longer in that, which we slip into so quickly, uh, which Daryl talked about you know, earlier this morning, is it's very easy for us to slip back into uh, fight and flight. Um, to go into alert, to start pumping adrenaline. So if you're spoken to badly, even though you may think that you're in control and you've got everything, we are constantly being affected and things are constantly being registered in the body below mind. And, and so turning up 
having emotional intelligence, turning up, having integrity, turning up, having authenticity, turning up means that we've cleaned or we've looked in enough to be able to not to re-trigger so people are are working mm. from fear mm-hmm. and anxiety and not being good enough and stress and all these qualities mm-hmm. that we know not to do now from powerful business leadership but mm-hmm. so breaking the patterns then mm-hmm. pretty much and and, and, and responsibility and to and and being responsible to ourselves and knowing how you know we affect another and how do we get more out of each other it's by the basic principles of kindness consideration generosity compassion clarity clarity mm. i mean it it all sounds you know it sounds so kind of as you were so, so saying about clarity it sounds so easy doesn't it you know let's be mindful it's, it's the, the so it's, it's absolutely not. yeah but but it's skills it's all skill based this is there's nothing that the Fiona and I are talking about that you can't learn and develop more of now, you mm-hmm. may not be the most empathic person in the, in the world, but you can learn how to be more empathic. You may not be the the, the, the the best communicator in the world, but you can become a better communicator. That doesn't matter what gender you are. It doesn't matter who you are, where you've come from, or anything else. Those are all things that we can learn and become more aware of. The, the challenge is, how do we learn it? Where do we learn it? And how in the world do I fit that into my life? And it's a nice non-judgmental way of looking at it isn't it to be better at something not to be the best or to be necessarily even good at it but just Mm -hmm. better than you are today Mm -hmm. and keep working through that i mean would you like to see men's groups in big corporations even maybe partnering with uh you know companies that could have men's groups here Mm. i mean well i think it's both i think that that you know, we've lost, as Fiona was saying, we've lost a lot of sense of community and connection points. There's there's lots of things that people that were uh, more of society was religious in the past and had the church and groups and points of connections. And then they would have ways of men connecting and, and so on. So there was men's aspects of that or children's uh, Sunday school or whatever the case was. There was all these connection points and learning transmission points. We've lost so much of that these days. Uh, and what... The, the notion of men's circles, men's groups, yes, absolutely. Women's circles, women's groups, absolutely. Joint, so that, that there's conversations happening between. Yep. Absolutely. And that needs to be happen at the, the C-suite level and the executive level. And it needs to, you know, if, if you've got a, a group of people and it's, it's, a, you know, it's a common uh, newspaper article is, how many, what's, what's your gender mix on your, in your board? And how many women have you got in that conversation? as I said before this morning when we were talking, was having women in the room uh, and having different perspectives, and it doesn't matter who you are, what your gender is, but just having different perspectives allows you to see and create different solutions or different understandings. It brings different things to the table. So the more we can do this and build it into society, the the healthier we're going to be. Talking of, uh, you know, building it into society, I just wanted to to just segue back to business in particular Mm -hmm. and talk about um, how certain structures, actually society as well, certain structures are transition points. We talked again earlier this morning about shared parental leave Mm -hmm. being perhaps one of those points where great change there will automatically change the Mm -hmm. transmission of what it means to be a father or what it means to be a man. Can you think of anything in particular that needs to happen in business as as that kind of a structural change? I know it's a big question. Wow. <laughs> He's looking at me, I, shaking I love, his head. <laughs> I love the notion of, of the shared parental leave. I'm Canadian and in Canada, there's there's a longer 
uh, parental leave for a child's birth. And then you're allowed to share that time amongst both parents. And I think that's just really healthy. I think that attachment issues, uh, parenting from a distance as the traditional masculine, the traditional mm -hmm. roles of men and women, and women parenting up close created a different level of attachment and communication and intimacy. Now, I think that there's, we're just at a time where there's the opportunity for that to start changing. And we see and hear about that happening. Uh, London's a big city and I see it. Uh, people of different cultures uh, with more men with their children by themselves than I, I could have ever imagined 10, 20, 30 years ago. I think that's a great sign that there's progress going on. And the, the more points that we can have because uh, my experience is there's a lot of men that really are involved and, and men that want to be more involved. It's how is it supported? How's it talked about? And then the notion of I've had in couples sessions, I've had women say, but I don't want you to do more of that. That's I, I like doing that. Again, it's the conversation, isn't it? it? Is you can't make those assumptions yeah, that's that, right. you know, everyone's going to want to sort of blend. I mean, the binary is it's still alive and kicking in some ways. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I think that the message that, that seems to be is that we all have responsibility Absolutely. for deconstructing who we are and, and we need to have the mm -hmm. space to do that, which I imagine is the the role of your work here. Excellent. And I, I absolutely agree with that, what you've just said. What, uh, in say five years time, it's one of those looking forward questions, five years time, 10 years time, are there any big changes that you would like to see that would, you know, really make you feel that there had been a significant step forward? I mean, I think that moving forward, it's, you know, it, it I mean, what do we all want? It's a cliche piece. You know, collecting the pieces and peace and really learning to communicate together to bring healthy change through society. You know, through we have so much to do and we have such a disenfranchised world. And um, so that we that we learn to care and that somehow we gain power back, which often comes through, you know, they say through the world of entrepreneurs that can really make a difference. And this, this, this takes us to really important issues, our starving, our uneducated, our homeless, you know, and we can go on and on with that really important list. But how can we grow up as new human beings to actively care in the world and thus have a voice, whether it's in our tiny community, which is at home, or in our work communities, which are larger, or in our political arenas, etc., etc. You know, we have to change. We are in a time of change. We are changing, but we need to contribute to that change. And so for me, the answer is what I would like to see is peace. Yeah, that's it. it the, all of those notions of, of patriarchy and stuff is it so embedded in our, our systems. And why were the systems like that? Mm. And part of it is is the historical piece of the neurobiological of the aspects of who we are and how we behave and and the gender uh, what gender facilitated. Women are able to have babies, and today they can have them without direct contact with men. But the, the, the notion of the separate, the extreme separation is, and probably was never as true as, and 100% as we'd like to believe. I think that, you know, any historian can look back through cultures and, and societies and see where there's variances in there. Uh, so I think that, that part of where we need to be today is, is a real simple uh, piece 
coming back to the individual again. And it's, it's sort of a, a, something to repeat over and over again. It doesn't matter whether this is in your individual, your couple, your family, your business, women-led businesses, women entrepreneurs, is what's the next right thing? Yeah. What, mm. What's the next right thing? Mm-hmm. And so the right thing is, is maybe different than what's the most expedient thing or what's uh-huh. the cheapest thing or what's the most uh, financially viable thing. But what's the next right thing? And when you can ask that of yourself in your relationship, and maybe for me to stop talking and ask my wife, you know, what's going on or, or to clarify what I meant or to notice how she's feeling, that's, that's the most, or notice how I'm feeling before I even ask her how she is. So, and it goes out from there. So if we can all learn more and more. So that could, you know, I, I would, I've always said that if you can do what to, the churches used to do is, is, educate children young about beliefs and values that's where it shifts as in children they you know that's why it worked so well the transmission of of culture and religion and so on has been through families and children and it needs to happen and there needs to be a conscious shift about the transmission of what's the next right thing from a place of integrity but there has to be awareness and a sense of self-inquiry asking so what do i believe what do i value do I value making money more than anything? And I'm making money to, to take care of my family, but I'm not home, but I've got a big bank account and they've got a nice house, but I'm, and I'm exhausted when I'm home or I'm distracted when I'm home or I'm on my uh, technology device. And that's whether you're male or female, those are realities, yeah. right? So what's in integrity to your values? If you believe about connecting and taking care of your family, what does that look like? Fiona, Daryl, thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs>